This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous Podcast, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous on my show. I change everyone's voices. I make up phony names for people. I'm assuming everyone calls me from a phony number and they email me from a phony email account. I don't need to know who you are. I don't go looking to see that kind of information. I just want to hear your true story. True interesting story. True interesting naughty story. If you have a true interesting naughty story or even just a true interesting story or you have like a bad problem that you really need advice on that you think is interesting. There's that word again. I'd love to have you on the show. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or go to Instagram or Twitter. You could follow me there at strictanonymous. It's at strictanonymous. You could DM me on either Instagram or Twitter. Give me a little information about what you want to talk about. I also have an anonymous confessions line. So if you just have a short confession that you want to get off your back while remaining anonymous, I change the voices there. I air all those on my Patreon, but all the voices are changed there as well. You could call that number 24-7. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. Five seven nine. I also offer like the service to talk to me on the DL without having anyone listen to it. I don't air those episodes. I charge for them. It's $100, 45 minutes. You could sign up from that. Just go to the description, click on the link. You could sign up through that link there. That is for the paid calls that I don't air. To get onto the regular show for free and talk to me while remaining anonymous, you got to send me an email and do, do the thing that I just told you. All the information for all of that is over in my description, in the description. <laughs> what else? If you're following me on a podcast app, which you most likely are, make sure to follow my show. That always helps and you get all my episodes just uploaded into your phone. Give me five-star review if you love my show, if your name is Anthony12275, fuck off, Anthony12275. His bad review for my podcast was used to be great enough with swingers confessions. She needs to suss them out and put on different topics. Boring now. Now, I don't know. I feel like most of the people here who listen to my show are fucking cool and they subscribe to my show and they see that now I give three episodes a fucking week. I'm talking to guys with small penises, guys who wear panties and bras and diapers. I'm talking about guys who blow guys. I'm talking to girls who are 
cams, MILF cams. I'm talking to GILF porn stars. I'm talking to people into BDSM. I am talking to the craziest cheaters that have the craziest cheating stories ever. I am talking to a girl who got fucking kidnapped and and saw her grandmother murdered by her father who didn't turn out to be a father, okay? I talked about HRT. That's it on a fucking recent episode. Those are all the topics I've talked about just in the past month. So Anthony12275, go fuck yourself. Look through my titles. I don't just have swingers on, but I air swingers too because it's fucking interesting and I have a large audience and I do three episodes a week now to cater to everybody. So I hope everybody's happy. If you could write a good review... (laughs) for me. Go do it. If you write a bad review, I'll just see how miserable you are. But anyway, so anyway, today I have on Kelly. Kelly went from HRT to hot wifing. Okay. After I aired my HRT episode, if you haven't heard it and you want to know all about hormone replacement therapy pellets, because that's really what it was focused on pellets. There's other kinds of hormone replacement therapy, but we spoke about pellets. I got so many emails from so many females that went cray cray after they went on to them. Okay. This is one of the first episodes I'm airing. I also taped some more. Okay. I have one with a woman who's done gangbangs after she went on to HRT. And this was like a very vanilla woman. Kelly and her husband. They claim to be vanilla, but when they were younger, they like got into AOL chat rooms and they talk about all of this. They went into AOL chat rooms. They would talk to other people on there and kind of like fantasize about hooking up with other people. And then they met swingers on there and then they wound up at a swingers club and they befriended like the owner and they would just be like voyeurs at the clubs back in the day. They never did anything hardcore. It was like all soft swapping and stuff. That is until she went on HRT. She got on it. Eventually, her husband got on it, and they just became, as they would say, come drunk. <laughs> That's what they call it. They're like, come drunk. They just can't get enough S-E-X, okay? They went online looking for guys to hook up with. They wanted to have some MMF threesomes, and they did. She talks about how she's not interested in having an FFM threesome. She explains why. That's a very common thing, unfortunately. But they went out looking for her to hook up with other guys. Her guy's into it. She's effing into it. She had a guy that with a curved dick that made her squirt. She's had well-hung guys. They tried to set up a gangbang, but they just kind of couldn't coordinate it. Oh, like a couple of guys did show up and they did get together with the guys that did show up, but it wasn't like a total gangbang. And she wasn't really into it. She doesn't like it when it's so planned like that. So they still do go to swingers clubs. They love for people to watch them. They like to be voyeurs. And they're like just at it hardcore because of the HRT. And that's what she called in reference to because she heard that episode. And she's like, here I am, a woman who went from, you know, not doing much to now. She's hot wifing all because of the pellets. It's an interesting story if there there were no pellets involved. (laughs) But the pellets are involved in this story. So also, I forgot to say, Kelly sent me in pictures. I have pictures of Kelly and her husband. He wasn't on the call. He was going to be on, but he was like sitting right next to her. But she did the whole call. They sent me in pics. I have anonymous pics of them if you want to see them kind of not their faces but sexy pics i have those over my patreon patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast pictures of them as well as pictures of so many other people like i have a whole like hundreds of pictures over there of all my guests mostly the females pictures of kelly over there go to the description click on like patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast i'm gonna be right back on with kelly this is the strictly anonymous podcast
Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm good, Kathy. How are you? I'm great. You, like everybody else, is you're in a parking lot talking to me on the phone in your car. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think that there's something funny about that. I used to think cheating sex in parking lots was the funniest thing. And now I just think it's funny that people are also in their cars telling me their dirtiest secrets <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, Kelly. We dirtier in the car, right? Yeah, we do have your guy next to you, okay? And we're, I'm just putting that out there in yeah. case we decide to bring him on. He's sitting next to you, listening to this. You're mostly going to tell the, your guy's story, but if we want him to come on later, he might. What's your guy's name again? What What's the name he's going to use? Your Kelly. What is he? Who is he? It's Kelly and Scott. Scott. Okay, so Scott might be on later. Most likely, Kelly's going to tell the whole story. Basically, I'm assuming you guys heard my HRT pellets episode, and you wrote in to be like, oh, yeah, like we went on pellets, and or you went on pellets, and you're now hornier than ever, and you've done all kinds of crazy things. And just so you know, I don't know who's going to, how I'm going to air these, but I have also taped 57-year-old that just started having gangbangs because she went on pellets. I mean, you can't even believe the stories I'm hearing about pellets. <laughs> I need to get on them ASAP. I don't know. This is going to be another one of those episodes because Kelly, you recently went on pellets or I don't know when you did. And now you're it's like... It's been about a year. Okay. And now you've done all kinds of crazy things. So why don't you tell me your story? All kinds of crazy things. I think I want to start the story from the very beginning. Sure. I met my husband when we were in high school and we were both virgins. Typical suburban, met in high school, lost her virginity on prom night. I remember telling him like, I would never even give my husband a blowjob. Like, that's never going to happen. Obviously, that happened, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, we, we've been together a long time. We are in our early 50s right now, or 51. And we're always, I think, a little crazier and sexual when we were younger. We didn't realize we weren't as crazy and sexual as we thought we were ever going to be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like when we got into our 20s, we always went nightclubbing. I would dress very sexy. I've always been very small, always had a decent figure and would go to nightclubs. And it was funny because my the time boyfriend would go to the bathroom, come back and there was always some guy hitting on me or buying me a drink. And it never made him jealous. And it always boggled me. I'm like, I don't understand. It doesn't make you jealous. He's like, no, I think that's hot. He's like, that's a, like a compliment to me that you're with me and other guys want to hit on you. He's like, that's great. And I always kind of innerly maybe bothered me that it didn't make him jealous. I guess maybe it more turned him on, yeah. not realizing later on how this would affect other things in our life. Mm -hmm. Then we got married at 25. You know, right after we got married, we actually started going to lifestyle clubs um, oh, in the did. area that we live in. There's, yes. Okay. But we never swapped. We kind of just went there to maybe be voyeurs and exhibitionists because that was a turn on. Um, you know, the whole thing of getting off knowing you're turning other people on mm -hmm. or watching other people be turned on. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we did like maybe soft swap a little bit girl things that always turned him on to watch and then we would go home and have amazing hot sex you but know when, how and did you decide kids. but wait but you have to tell me this though because you're like we maybe did like kind of maybe soft swap i mean you got to get more specific than that like how well, do you decide I mean, like, I know everyone's version no i know but that's why well too. that's why you have to tell me your real story so why what made you guys decide to go to 
swingers club like in your 20s so many years ago? I mean, because listen, you're around my age. Back when you're in your 20s, I don't know many people in my 20s and I was like super slutty, but not slutty and like I was having gangbangs, but I was just <laughs> sleeping around, you know, that was considered slutty back then. You never thought of swingers clubs for people of that age. So how did you guys in of your course. 20s figure out like, let's go to a swingers club because you would think at that age, you right. would be thinking, oh, it's like all older people, you know? And and older when you're right. 20 is anybody over 35, you know, is like fucking ancient. Old. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that's true. Yeah. I think the average age group at the swingers club was definitely 30 to 45. Mm-hmm. We were, we kind of, there's a lot of strip joints in the area we, we live also. So we would go out with like other friends and be like, you know, you have a few drinks at a regular bar and somehow you'd end up at a strip bar, you know, mm-hmm. and we'd, we'd watch each other get lap dances and nothing really happens at a strip bar. So that was always a turn on. But then the next morning you'd wake up and you'd be like, oh my goodness, we spent so much money between the drinks being overpriced, tipping the girls, you know, having a good time and you'd get home and, and you know, we were shocked at how much money we spent. So way back in the 90s, you, I don't know if you remember the AOL couples chat rooms. Uh-huh. Right. So we started going on there as a couple and we'd go in these AOL couple chat rooms and, you know, you would talk to people and, you know, you would talk about sexual things or whatever. Now, mind you, we've still only been with each other. We've never had sex with other people. But that whole maybe, you know, voyeurism and exhibitionist thing was hot. You know, so you'd kind of talk dirty with people, but then we would shut the AOL couple room down and we'd go in and have sex together. It was just a turn on. Yeah, and there was, I think there was three swinger lifestyle clubs within like a 10 mile radius of where we live. So one of them was an off premise club and he actually owns another club, which is an on premise. We thought, okay, we're going to go start with them. We actually chatted with the owner online on the AOL's couples chat room and he invited us in. He said, listen, you guys have never been, obviously we were young, probably one of his younger patrons. He said, come in, introduce yourself. We'll be at the door. I'll actually let you in for free. I'll give you a tour and I'll, introduce you to some nice people we're like okay you know what what do we get to lose nothing we don't like it we leave Mm -hmm. Emily there for myself so we drove there drank in the parking lot because I needed courage to get in there that was a big step right Mm -hmm. walking into a strip joint is a lot easier I didn't know what we were getting ourselves into Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Hey, want to get off like you've never gotten off before, (laughs) then you need to try omgs.com. OMGS is a website dedicated to women's sexual health and pleasure. They did the largest ever scientific study into what really turns women on and everything they found out is on OMGS.com. 
dot com and you get it all in up close and personal videos everything from how to start and enhance your sexual pleasure as well as go way beyond it besides being great for women omg yes is great for men too and couples as well do you know that couples who explore new ways to increase their pleasure or five times more likely to be happier in their relationships and 12 times more likely to be sexually satisfied. Like, duh, it's a no-brainer. I use OMG, yes, and I love it. So what are you waiting for? Go to omgs.com slash strictly anon for a special discount. That's OMG Y-E-S dot com slash strictly anon. That's O-M-G-E-S dot com slash strictly anon for a special discount. Or just go to the description and click on the link to get your discount now. Uh, so we went in and we met the owner and he was all excited and he gave us a tour and he pointed out, Kathy, funny thing, pointed out all these people and he said, those people there, they're really hardcore. Don't talk to them. These, this couple, they've been coming for years, you know, don't talk to them. So, you know, lifestyle people are very friendly and yeah. they want to like, everybody wants to inter- We're like really friendly, which I thought, oh, they're all so nice. And got, <laughs> yeah, like, that's because you guys were nice. in they your 20s. With us. Yes. <laughs> You're like the, <laughs> and you I'm guys like, were the, were ho- really nice. I'm sure you guys were the hottest pieces of ass in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we actually made a lot of really nice friends. We've never had sex with any of those people. Right. But we made, like, some of them, we are still friends with them. We used to end up going to the nude beach with them. We did barbecues with them. Mm-hmm. They were all around when I was pregnant with our first child. And, you know, just funny story. And one of the couples, they were in, like, their late 40s. Mm-hmm. You know, we were in our 20s. Yeah. And we were like, wow, I hope we're still having sex when we're in our 40s. Because that was, like, our parents' age. Yeah, yeah, old. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You think they're, like, <laughs> like so old. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you're in your 20s, I can't believe, like, back in the day that you guys, like, wound up at a strip club. I mean, and not a strip club, but, like, stripping, that was, like, a hot thing in that time. But to go to a swingers club was a yeah. big, like, not a lot of people would do that it back was, then, you know? No, no. That's why we always thought that we were so sexual. and You kind of so, were. Like, I know. I always say pervy, right? But we never did anything <laughs> with other people. Like, it's right. like, when we went into the soft flop, it was like we would have sex with each other as another couple had sex with themselves. Yeah. But we would like, you would kind of all reach over and like touch each other, maybe a little bit of oral or, you know, girl, girl kissing, oral sex. But we never fully swapped with penetration with another right. couple. I never would call that. you guys vanilla if you guys, you know, from the get go when your 20s are on AOL talking right. dirty talk together I mean you know a lot of times it's maybe a guy doing that but you guys as together was going on and doing that so you were always yeah. pretty open-minded I think which is cool I, yeah I think we were always open-minded right so to our swinger friends we were very vanilla yeah yeah, to yeah. our normal <laughs> friends we were very like out there and crazy yeah yeah totally <laughs> and we never fit in with other people so over the years you know, you have, we have three kids over a nine year span. We had three kids. So we were in and out of the lifestyle. And then as we got into our forties, sex just became the norm. You know, we went from, you know, maybe going down to like once a week having sex. Sometimes we might go a whole week without having sex. You know, you're getting older. Life is getting hectic. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when we turned 50, we weren't really going to the lifestyle clubs at that point. 
And then COVID happened. So, you know, everything shut down. And we, with the type of business we're in, got busier with work. What business you know, are you online in? Schooling. Oh, just separate, something separate. You don't have to say what just business life. you're in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually got busier, definitely not slower. And, you know, you get three kids doing online schooling. It was exhausting. And I went to my regular doctor and then my, with my normal checkup, not for any specific reason. And I told her, I'm just so tired. Like, I don't even really have a big sex drive anymore. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm just exhausted. I gained a little bit of weight during COVID as everybody did. She kind of explained it to me like, oh, you know, you've turned 50. That's life. And then she said, let's wait another year. We'll do a hormone panel on you to see if anything's going on. We'll see if it changes. Yeah. And then a couple months after my regular checkup, ran into a friend. She looked amazing. She's actually always been very thin. And she now had a little bit of a figure, still very thin, but she looked great. And we ran into her and I said, oh my God, you look amazing. She goes, I feel amazing. And I go, what, what are you doing different? And she said, I went and I did the pellet. I said, I have no idea what the pellet is. What is that? And that's when she started saying about the HRT pellets. And she goes, I sleep better. I was finally able to put a little bit of muscle on. She's a few years older than me, so she's 55. Mm -hmm. And she just told me how amazing she felt. So when we left that night driving home, Scott was like, you know, you should look into that. You were saying how you've just been exhausted. Him obviously knowing our sex life went from being very sexual through our 20s, 30s, 40s, and now all of a sudden it's, you know, diminishing to once every couple weeks. But I didn't know that HRT was going to change me sexually. I just knew that she felt amazing and I wanted to feel amazing. So I went in, I did the pellet. So now at the time the pellet was 350. She's gone up like $50 since I started. Week one, Scott's like, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel the same. I'm still really tired. Week two, I still feel exhausted. Week three comes and we, t we had taken a trip to Disney World, mm -hmm. and it just happened to hit the exact same time we were in Disney World with the with kids. With your kids. Oh, my God. And <laughs> with my kids. And we're walking around Disney World, and you know, you're, you're, you have, like, jean shorts on, and you're sitting on these rides. And I'm, I go to him, I have a problem. He's like, what do you mean you have a problem? I'm like, I am so flipping horny that these rides are almost making me orgasm. <laughs> it was oh out of nowhere, Kathy. It hit like out of nowhere. I'm like, I am so horny. He's like, we can't do anything. The kids are with us. I'm like, you can't come in the bathroom with me at their cell. He's like, no. <laughs> oh he's like, our God. kids are teenagers. They will know. I'm like, it's a big hotel. We have like a big suite. I'm like, he's like, we can hide. Like, we can hide from them. Yeah. He's like, no, we can't hide from them. It was, I've never been so horny where I felt like, it was felt like, you ever had to sneeze and you lose your sneeze? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what That's you're talking how it about. Yeah. Felt. Like I needed to orgasm and you I You need to scratch that so like itch. I couldn't yeah. It. yeah, yeah, but you I can't. I couldn't scratch yeah. that itch. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So got through. We got home, you know, obviously had a lot of sex. And then it was like, it came out of nowhere. I had so much energy and we were having so much sex. We would have sex at night and we'd wake up in the morning and I'd have to masturbate before I went to work. It was wow. awful. It was like the more orgasms I had, I wanted to have more. So then my friend reached out to me a month into it. So now it's only been a week since this has really taken effect. And she goes like by text message. And she said, how are you feeling? I said, oh my God, I feel amazing. I have like so much energy. It's crazy. She's like, oh, that's great. I'm glad it's working for you. I said, yeah, thank you for giving me your doctor's information. But you never gave me the information on the other side effect she immediately sends me the devil emoji so she, she never 
told me about that part. She's like, it's amazing. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't give me any warning. Like when we looked into the pellet and the HRT, when you Google it, you get like uh, generic medical information. You know, we yeah, wanted yeah. to look at side effects, long-term effects, blood work information. We're looking at how this is going to affect us. It did say you would have an increased libido. Yeah. It didn't say that it was going to turn me into a nymph. Right. <laughs> it got to a point now that I felt like, you know, we would shower before we'd go to bed and I'd get into bed and I'd be like, are you sleeping? I think he was pretending to be asleep because he couldn't have any more sex. He went on them too, though. <laughs> That's a good point to make though, right? He did the pellets yes. as well? Okay. Yes. Yes, he did. So then my doctor reached out to me six weeks into the pellet to find out how I was feeling. I said to her, listen, I'm like, the problem is, is my sex drive is so huge. I think now instead of me pretending I'm asleep at night, my husband is pretending he's asleep <laughs> at night. Like he, I'm wearing him out. Yeah. And she goes, well, then I need to get him in here too. We need to run his numbers to see where he's at. So then, so like I said, after about two months of me being on the pellet, he immediately went in. She did his lab work. He was normal for a 50-year-old man. She said the same thing. Why can't we bring him up to where he was when he was maybe 25 to 30? Mm -hmm. That's an optimal number. Why can't we all feel like we are in our 20s again, you know? So he got his pellet, and it took a little bit to take effect. Again, I think our results from the HRT pellet was for us because those are our personalities because we are definitely always been a very sexual couple together. No, listen, you guys were just, I think what it's doing is just turning back the time and bringing you back to whoever you were when you were in your 20s. In your 20s, you were this horny too. You're look at you on AOL, Snapchat or whatever the fuck it was running to swingers clubs to watch other people have sex. I mean, you certainly were overly horny back then. So it just brought that back. It's not like it created something that wasn't there, right? It's, is that, is that what you're trying to say? No, I think so. And I think maybe even the numbers could be so much higher than we were in our 20s. Oh, you mean with the testosterone they put so much in? I just, I don't, maybe because as we're older, we're more confident sexually. Right, right, right. So I think that we're more focused sexually. So it brought out maybe things that we would have done in our 20s, but we were still mentally a little bit more reserved. I think you're right. Yeah, that makes sense. you shouldn't do or couldn't do, you know. So wait, wait, you guys wind up doing a whole bunch of things now whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of stuff. So within having sex with each other, obviously, like I said, what we consider vanilla is what not other people think is vanilla. I always only just had a clitoral orgasm. Mm -hmm. Now I have like a Mm G-spot orgasm and like an internal orgasm. And I don't know what that's called. I've heard other people on your podcast call it like a cervical orgasm. Oh, you have. And I don't know if that's actually what I'm feeling, but it's like an internal orgasm. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely that because my husband even said like, I can, I can feel, I can feel like your whole body shake, but it's not like a clitoral where you're like, okay, don't touch me for, you know, 90 minutes, seconds. Yeah. It's too sensitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not that type, but the masturbation thing is still daily. Oh my gosh. Which has been crazy. We call it as being cum drunk. Yeah. It became like, we became so focused on like, oh my God, sex was so good five hours ago. Let's do it again. Right. Let's see if we can, we can have a harder orgasm. You know, see if we can come harder. And ironically, we, we started listening to all your podcasts. We'd always listen to periodically. But in the last about year and a half, 
we started listening to like, oh, there's a new episode. Let's turn it on. And we would go, our kids are, are now, you know, teenagers, so we can leave the house for a little bit. So we would go on a road trip and just with ourselves, we'd drive, you know, an hour away to go eat lunch and we would put the podcast on so we could listen to like the whole episode. And then it was you plus a whole bunch of other podcasters that we would listen to. Uh-huh. Everyone's different. I yeah, love your yeah. interviews. Some people talk about just their experience as yeah. a podcaster, you know, mm-hmm. things that they're doing every weekend. So we would listen to that. And then we would kind of talk about the podcast after. And we'd be like, what did you think about that? I'm like, oh, my God, that was so hot. That would be like so erotic if we could do that. But then when we heard the podcast about the hot wife, I'm like, oh, that's hot also. So we put a we're on a couple lifestyle websites that we've always been on for many years like a you know meet other couples or they would tell you where parties were what was going on at the club or who's going to the club that night things like that I guess it's like the newer version of the old AOL chat rooms back then right so we put a like a I think they call it a speed date and we said that we were looking for a hot wife experience or an MFM experience and we did indicate that we were unable to host um, but would be willing to get a hotel room. So we put the speed date on. Now, mind you, this is our first time doing this, Kathy. We had like over 160 responses from single <laughs> men. <laughs> I don't know if that's normal. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of people on the site. So somehow I never see that many on when we're searching. Yeah. So now we have to vet these guys and go through their profiles, go through the messages they sent. And there was a good handful of some nice prospects. And so the the one prospect was a happened to be a pilot that had a layover at an airport that wasn't far from us and he had a layover he had a really nice hotel downtown he would love to host us he was so politely written he was like we can take it from there see if we connect it was just so nicely written he sent his photos of himself and he was he was definitely my physical and visual style of a man. There's so many different types of people out there. You know, what turns someone else on is not going to turn, you know, I'm not looking for necessarily huge muscle guy. You know, it doesn't have to be, I I don't know. It's just a certain type. I guess I'm more into very clean cut, maybe a nerdier guy, like Uh a clean cut guy. I I don't know how to explain it. And his pictures were nice and his verbiage was very nice written it wasn't like hey i'd love to meet you to fuck you you know it was just really nicely written hey guys have you ever had a night where you just like couldn't get it up (laughs) i know that that happens sometimes and i can imagine that's like every guy's biggest fear well now you don't have to worry because rex md is here rex md is fda approved and the most trusted leader in men's telehealth they make getting generic and branded viagra or cialis easy. Everything is online. No more embarrassing trips to your doctor and it's delivered discreetly to your door. It's fast, it's simple, and it's cheap. Did you know Viagra can cost $90 a pill? RexMD has a generic Viagra that's just as effective for as low as $2 a pill. And they don't just have ED medications. They have other medications as well that help sexual health, hair growth, pain relief, and sleep aid. RexMD has already helped over 300,000 guys gain confidence quickly and conveniently, and now they're here to help you. Take advantage of their best deal yet by heading over to rexmd.com slash strictly. 
our exclusive deal is going to save you up to 90% off. You'll pay just $2 per dosage. Starting packs of generic Viagra or Cialis are now available for listeners to get started. That's rexmd.com slash strictly for up to 90% off. That's rexmd.com slash strictly. Go there now or just go to the description and click on the link for up to 90% off. So I was like, you know, out of all the guys we went through, I had maybe about 20 of them. I narrowed it down to, and I was like, I'm going to respond back to this guy. I responded. He was like, perfect. I'm going to make reservations at the bar. There was a rooftop bar. He's like, we can have drinks and then go upstairs to the rooftop bar and then take it from there. And our initial plan, this was supposed to be for an MSM. We sat at the downstairs bar at the hotel and just connected with him. We hung out like we were three friends hanging out. It was so weird. So my husband kind of kicks me under the bar and I'm like, what? He's like, listen, I think if you want to do the hot wife thing, this is the perfect guy for you. I'm very comfortable with it. I'm perfectly fine. He's like, if if this is something you want, you should go and do this because I think this is a good guy to do this with. So then he went upstairs to the bar and then I went to the room with this guy. Now, mind you, this is the first time I've, now the guy does not know this, but this is the first time I've ever had sex with another person other than my spouse. Right. Because we've been together since we were 15. Mm -hmm. But I didn't tell this guy that because that, He might not have even wanted to go through with it if he knew that he was only going to be the second person I've had sex with. I don't know. Maybe he would have. Maybe it would have been a turn on on or maybe it would have bothered him. I don't know. Everyone's got different mental state, you know. So it was so perfect. He was so respectful, so nice. It was amazing. You know, like we had such a good time. Now, your husband, was he in the room or not? I I forgot. No, he wasn't in the room. So we took... We all three of us went up to the rooftop bar, which is like a nightclub. Mm-hmm. And then we had another drink up there. And then I went down in the elevator with him. So now mind you that this is a little awkward because I've never done this before. He's a pilot. He's got layovers in every corner of the United States. So I'm sure for him, he, he you know, was very comfortable with it, obviously. So he took control, which was perfect for me. So we get in the elevator and we just kind of stared at each other a little weird and then he like pinned me up against the wall started making out with me and then like kind of like reached up under my skirt and it was like forget it I got so wet immediately it was so hot plus the dirtiness of like you know I've never really done this with someone else like this except for my husband right that made it even hotter but my husband was okay with it so now we're like triple hot Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. So we go into the hotel room. He's got it all planned out. He's got a playlist ready to play. You know, it was just, it was hot. And so he put his playlist on. We started fooling around. We started with oral. Also, like, I've given other guys oral, but never, like, full blowjob. You know, like, never. And my husband would always say to me, oh, you give such a good blowjob. And I'm like, I don't know if I give a good blowjob. I'm not really giving blowjob to anyone other than you, like, fully, you know? Yeah. And then... I can tell by this guy's motions and noises. I was like, fuck, he, he is enjoying this. I am giving a good blowjob, <laughs> which was hot for me too. And then he ended up, our last position that we did it in was doggy style. And then he pulled out and I was like, you know, what's going on? And he was coming and he goes, I can't normally come in a, in, a, in a rubber. And I'm like looking at him and he was like, I'm like, what do you, what do you normally do? And he's like, well, I would normally like 
jerk off on the girl or like just make sure that the girl that I'm with enjoys her night. And then when she leaves, I relive everything in my head. And I was like, wow, that was, I guess, a little bit of a compliment then. Yeah. <laughs> so on the site that you're on, which I kind of like, cause we've gone on other sites and you don't know if these people are flakes or real, mm-hmm. you can give validation. So the validation shows like, okay, I've met this person. It's real. You can put whatever descriptiveness you want in your validation. Yeah. It necessarily doesn't mean you had sex with them unless they put something in that reference of being together, right? Mm-hmm. So once he gave a validation to me, I gave a validation to him. He mentioned something like, she walked my world. So that kind of obviously meant that we had been together in some sense. No one fully would know exactly what happened. If it was a threesome, wife or whatever, but it shows that a single guy gave you a validation. Then all of a sudden, we, like every morning we'd wake up and there would be like an abundance of messages from single guys introducing themselves. like. Wanting to know, hey, we'd love, I'd love to meet you for a drink. When can you guys get together for a drink? And we're like, this is nuts. So this one guy messaged. He's this huge muscle guy, like huge muscle guy. And I start going through his photos and he's into like BDSM. And Kathy, his cock is huge. <laughs> like I've never even seen a penis that large before. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to meet like the other guy was definitely very similar looking to my husband, a little taller. Actually, let me backtrack a little bit. The pilot that I messaged had a very long curved penis, mm-hmm. which I had never seen yeah. in person. Only Oh, in he's the one that made you squirt. Um, he did not make me squirt. Oh. It wasn't the one. Oh, okay. Someone I, does. I, um, yeah. <laughs> but it felt really good. And I didn't realize that you get even more wet with a curved penis because it rubs on your G-spot. It felt amazing, right? So now this other guy doesn't have a curved penis, but he's huge, like fat penis. And he's a big muscle guy. And I'm like, it's really not my style. But then I was like, you know what? Why don't I try something that's not my style? Because isn't that advantage of being a hot wife is to try new experiences and do things that's not your norm. Yeah. So this guy messages out. I start chatting with them online. We end up meeting at the swingers club, but on a weeknight where it's not very crowded very easy to get a private room. Uh, My husband was there when we met and then he left and I ended up going into the back room with just this this guy. And I had never had a cock that large. I actually knew, but I didn't know if I was going to be able to have a cock that large. Yeah. I can imagine. I saw one like that big once. Go on. Yeah. But with the pellet, you get so wet just from foreplay that it ended up not being a problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had like a few internal orgasm from that and I was like wow you know that was I mean we were maybe had sex for like 30 minutes uh, and it was really good and it was really I don't know if it was good because it was so dirty because this was not a normal person that I would be with he's definitely not the style of of person that I would have picked out but he reached out to us um, and that was a good experience that was different no, but how, yes. no, how and, does um, the, recl- like, how is the sex now between your, you and your husband after these first couple of experiences? Does it change the game with you guys too? Because now he's, you're kind of like a hot wife. Is he getting off on this too? Yes. It was like, so all of the experiences that I've had, I recorded it. Like mm-hmm. I'll just set my phone up and let it re- The first, the first um, hot wife experience, I just propped it up like on the nightstand and just let it record the whole time that we were in the room. So then we we didn't watch it like in detail. We like skimmed through it and he found it all really hot and it made sex like even more intense. So now we're going through, you know, having really crazy sex to having even crazier sex. 
you know, we would sometimes have sex for like an hour or two and I would have like 20 or 30 orgasms. Like it was just, it was hot. And the one at the club, I didn't record the whole time because he is definitely a professional guy who seeks hot wives. Like that's, that's his thing. He's actually married and he has like, I don't know if you call it a poly. It's married with a girlfriend. They live separately, but all three of them play together often. So this is his lifestyle, like is the professional in this. I don't call it professional because there's no job for that, but they know what they're doing. They know the etiquette. They know all of that. So he was like, let me have your phone. Your husband's going to love this shot. And he's like, here, text it to him. So my husband went, left the club and went to like another sports bar down the road. And so he was texting from my phone close-ups of like me and him doing it doggy style and stuff like that. And my husband's like, this is crazy. I'm sitting at a bar having a drink knowing that you're there having sex with this guy who's someone you would have never chosen outside of this lifestyle. And like, he was so respectful to make sure that we weren't leaving my husband out, even though he wasn't in the room with us. That makes sense. So that was hot. Yeah, no, I mean, I've heard... I, I think it's, yeah, Go it's on. made sex for us definitely even more enhanced. And I think it's opened me up to, even though we were always very sexual, it's opened me up to, not feel dirty if something feels good to just go with it. Mm-hmm. I think I've been able to open up like with more dirty talking during sex. You know, we would always say, does that feel good? But now it's like, does my wet pussy feel good? You know, like I'm more comfortable saying those things. I'm kind of learning to be dirtier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I always thought I was dirty. Mm-hmm. And that we kind of put back to feeling cum drunk. Right. And I, you know, <laughs> I don't know fully if that's the HRT that's done that. But the the squirting thing, throughout the years, we've always tried it. We even, you know, would watch videos on how to make your girl squirt. It just wouldn't happen. And I kept telling him, listen, I am not anatomically meant for that. I don't think it's all girls can squirt. I yeah. don't think it's possible. I mean, we've had a lot of sex from 15 to 50, and it's never happened. So this guy from Vegas is down here on business, and he... He puts his speed date out and I'm a little shy, even though you wouldn't think it. So I look at his profile and I like it, but I didn't send him a message. So within like 30 minutes, he sends me a message and says, oh, I find your, your, you know, picture is very sexy. I really like your profile. I'm in town and to this date, would you like me at my hotel? We'll have a drink. And I I was like asking my husband because I told my husband what I did. And he's like, go do it if you want to do it. So I responded. I would love it. His speed date was for a tantric massage, which was one of the things that was on my fantasy list. And so I looked up his reviews and they were all really good reviews. I like that where you can rate someone. It's kind of like, you know, you leave like a restaurant, a Yelp review. You leave a person a Yelp review. Yeah, interesting. (laughs) A sexual Yelp review. So it showed, and actually someone we know, another podcaster that we met at Podbash in Orlando, they had left him a rating. So I'm like, I trust them because we've met them twice. We met met them actually at the Splash Takeover in Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. And then we met them at Podbash all last year. We kind of became friends with them. Like we have their phone numbers and we text message different things. So I was like, I trust that they left them a rating. He'd been to one of their events. So this particular time, my husband dropped me off at the hotel. I met him at the bar. Ironically, he doesn't drink. So he bought me a drink. So I only had one drink because he doesn't drink, you know, and I, um, so I was definitely just, the one drink took the edge off, but I wasn't, you know, 
trunk. I didn't have a huge buzz or anything. We went up to the room and he gave me a real massage. Like I was so what relaxed. A nice benefit. It was a real, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Kathy, it was like a one hour real massage and it wasn't full tantric. Like I thought it was going to be more perverted. I mean, obviously towards the end, he was like copping little fields here and there, but the initial part of it was like a real massage. I was just, was great. <laughs> How often do you come in town? Let's do this all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, and he still had his, he was still fully dressed, you know, fully clothed. He's a big guy. He's like six, five. I'm five, three. That's a big guy for me. Yeah, definitely. So, six, five um, is big for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, he was really tall. Yeah. Six, five is a big, yeah, six, five is a tall guy. Um, and so then, you know, he started giving me oral and fingering me. And, you know, in a hotel room, you're a little bit more free than when you're at home trying to figure out how loud you can be during your orgasm when your three kids are still awake, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of went with it. And all of a sudden, I had this most amazing orgasmic feeling, like overcome that whole body, like that whole lower part of my body. And then it worked its way like up into my head. And he goes, oh my God, you just squirted everywhere, like all up my forearm and everything. I was like, no, just really? Like I've never done that before. Like I go, it felt like an amazing orgasm and I was so, so wet. But I remember from the HRT, I get like super wet anyways, mm -hmm. but I had never been like that. And so that was the first time I squirted was with a hot wife experience. Yeah, that's And amazing. I don't know how he knew because he's never been with me. I don't know how, unless he's just made so many girls squirt that he knew that feeling or what, you know, what have you, that was quite hot. And it's old message. He's not been back into town since then. That was actually only a couple months ago. <laughs> and then. Since then, my husband's been able to have me squirt one time since then. So I'm not an easy squirter. But you um, can. But that guy, yes. And then that guy had an even larger cock than the muscle guy that I had sex with at the club. And I'm like, this is crazy. I didn't realize that cocks came in so many different sizes and shapes. Yeah, it's like nipples and tits. Like, I never realized that until I went to, like, a nude beach. And I was like, oh, everything. Like, you know, I mean, they, they could just come in all different shapes, sizes, nipples, colors, you know. You just know what your own is. Or, But wait, get to your gangbang that you tried to set up. Because I know that you've mentioned that, okay. too. And then I want to know about your husband if he ever. Wait, you're going to go into that story. But I want to just make sure we get everything in in the hour. But, like, I just want to know. Now, you're doing all this hot wifing stuff. Do you guys... And you're going to tell me about a gangbang you guys tried to set. Do you guys ever wind up going back to swingers clubs or into the lifestyle and your husband gets to do other things too? Or are you guys just strictly doing the hot wifing thing right now? Right now we are strictly doing the hot wifing thing right. mm -hmm. in threesome. Okay. I know it's, it sounds it's so hard for other people to understand. I don't know. It just doesn't turn me on at this point. We've only been doing the hot wifing thing for uh, not even a full year. Yeah. Right now, it's uh, I think our first time was April of last right. year. Mm -hmm. So it's not even been a full year. I don't know if that will be our next adventure. I mean, I think everything sexually takes you to another level. Yeah. But we've talked about it. And I'm like, I just don't know if that's my fantasy right now. I think he's definitely more open with that part than I am. And he's okay with that. Initially, when we discussed our fantasies and he said, go for it, I kept thinking, okay, but I don't know if I want to see you with another woman. So is this a trick? 
are you saying that I can go do this? Because then you're going to be like, okay, it's my turn. And even if (laughs) I say that I'm not okay with it, you're going to be like, well, you got to do this. And it's been okay with him. I think if we're in the right moment and it's a girl that's comfortable with the situation and we just go with the flow, maybe it could happen. I don't think I would be comfortable with him seeking somebody online and like searching for that situation to happen. Or going into a hotel room I, I with them, kind of like not not having it going be into the a way, hotel room what you're doing. Me. And I know yeah. that, yeah, and it sounds so selfish and I feel bad. And he's like, listen, you're having your fun. I'm enjoying watching you get pleasure. And that's very much a turn on because it becomes for us also. Like I'm not, you know, seeking anything more like most of these guys. I don't chat with like every once in a while, you know, we'll send a text message yeah. here or there. Yeah. But I'm not seeking, I'm not searching for, uh, I'm not searching for something to replace something I don't have. Yeah. I already have sex almost daily with my husband. We have a great sex life. He has what he calls compersion. He's got, you know, he's into compersion. He wants to see me Pleasure. Um, pleasured and he enjoys watching me be pleasured. He said he's enjoyed me opening up to things that I wasn't open to before, mm-hmm. whether it be mental. And then I was like, well, what if I record something and you see me do something that we've not done or a position that doesn't normally feel good and you can see that I'm really enjoying it? He's like, I think that would be hot. I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'm quite there yet. I don't sound so bad, doesn't it, Cassie? I what, for you that. to record it? No, what, what are you not there yet for? You do the recording. I'm not there with seeing him do the things that I'm doing. Yeah, no, I hear that so much, even with like the hardest core women. I just had, um, and I'm airing it this Monday. I don't know if you've listened to the Swinger University podcast. Those people over there, that couple, Phoebe and Ed, were on my show. I'm airing their episode this coming Monday. And they were talking about how they started swinging immediately when they got together. But Phoebe was not really down to watch him at all. He really enjoyed watching her. But she allowed, like, everyone is different. Her case was interesting because she's like, I didn't you know, not let him do it, but I didn't want to watch and I didn't because he told her up front, like, listen, you know, that's fine for right now if you're not into it. But eventually, like, I'm going to want that to be on the table, too, if you're having it. And I think what's and I only bring that up because I'm not saying that they're right and you guys are wrong. What is what's most important across the board is what together as a team decide is right for you. You know, for them, that's what was right for them. And that's how they went about it. I've heard a lot of couples that are exactly like you, you know, the woman gets to sleep with all the guys she wants, the guy enjoys it, but the girl is she does not want him to do the same. And he's fine because he's getting all his fucking rocks off in that scenario. So who cares if, if he's not getting late if he doesn't, you know, it's really up to him and you, you know, together. It's what you guys ag- agree on, on is is right, you know, and you don't know where you'll be five years from now. But I don't believe that people should twist themselves into a pretzel for somebody else. You know, if s- something that some woman just right. or a man does not want to see their partner with someone else, then shouldn't be forced upon them, you know, and that's really the point. So, you know, what you guys have works for you. So who cares? Yeah, and I agree. And he even said, Listen, as soon as you come and tell me that this hot wifing or threesome situations don't turn you on or like you're over it, he's like, then we stop it. Of course. Because it's for you. So if it's not enjoyable, then it's not enjoyable. And that 
that kind of takes us into the gangbang yes, thing. Yes, let's head with because that. Because <laughs> we were going over our fantasies, mm-hmm. and I said I wanted to have a threesome. And then I said, oh, wow, that hot wife thing sounds really hot and dirty. And then I was like, what about, like, a gangbang? Like, me, you, and, like, a bunch of other guys. Like, I want to be pleasured by all these men. Like, that was one of my fantasies. And so then he was like, let's do it. Let's get a hotel room. So we booked a hotel room downtown, really nice hotel. We put a speed date out. And because of the responses on the last speed date, we put, like, I think we did it on, like, a Wednesday or a Thursday for, like, that Saturday night. We got so many. It took me forever to like go through all of the messages. And I want to pass up someone that might be like a really good perspective just because I don't like one photo that they have or something, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you really got to read through their profiles, read through the message they wrote. Sometimes they don't have face. I'm like, can you send a face picture? You know, <laughs> I, everyone has a certain, I guess I'm not looking to have a relationship with this person, but there's got to be a, a physical and mental turn on and connection in order to really enjoy, you uh-huh. know, at that, that moment. And so, we, we did a speed date. I think we posted it on a Friday. And we're like, listen, we can host. We're getting a hotel room. We're looking for a gangbang. We want, you know, we put our, our desires down and everyone within those desires and outside of those desires message, you know, and we had to go through them. I had like 20 guys that were like, all right, like we're going to meet. As we get closer in the day, half of them are like, oh, something came up. I can't go. And so now we're down to 10 guys coming to the hotel at like eight o'clock at night, right? Works out great. We're at the downstairs bar. Out of the 10 guys, two guys show up. Yeah, that's unfortunately so about right. We have a few drinks. Yeah. And it's like, and like, so we take, you know, it's me, my husband and two guys. It's still considered a gangbang, kind of, right? We go upstairs and it was just, it, Kathy, it wasn't a turn on. It was like, it wasn't as hot as I thought it was going to be. It was, I think it was, I don't know, maybe it's a too planned thing. Like maybe mm-hmm. we just like did a gangbang at the club or at the house. Like I had a little bit of anxiety. The two guys that show up were decent looking, clean cut guys. They weren't fully my style. So I wasn't physically turned on yeah. before we even got into the foreplay. And then I felt like, I don't know, I find sometimes the little younger guys are more there just for themselves and not realizing that what their role is and why we seek them. Yeah, that makes sense. If that makes yeah. sense. Like mm-hmm. it was just more of a, let me fuck you like a jackrabbit, you know, <laughs> like I need more. I think they don't know that women need more stimulation. I think some of these guys watch too much porn. Yeah, maybe. for sure. I think the younger ones, and, yeah, that's yeah, a problem. The younger ones have a hard time. And then the, the guys that are our age, I have them up on a, a statue of like being at like my husband's level. And I'm like, there's no way this guy's 50 years old. He looks like he's about 65. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know if they're lying about their age or they just aged horrific. I mean, so I'm not going to put, and I could vouch for the fact that you guys look great for your age. Cause I have pics of you guys, which will be on my Patreon. I'm not going to put your faces on there. I will cut them out, but they'll be able to see. I mean, but I could vouch for you that, yeah, you don't look like, or your husband, your age. So therefore, if you do get a guy that kind of does, because some people do look a lot older. Yeah, it's it's hard to find. I find most of the guys that I've, the, the one gentleman, the pilot is the same age. He, he looks phenomenal. And most of the other guys have honestly been in their late 30s. Right. I don't find that. But the guys in their younger 30s, they end up like last minute. Like, they'll be, like, decent looking and, uh, and, you know, and I don't think it's them having a problem being with an older woman. I think the problem is I think they get scared. I think they see some of the ratings we have. I think that they get nervous. Yeah, intimidated. You know, that maybe they're not going to be able to perform or something. Yeah, I'm um, sure it's intimidating. It's funny. 
Yeah, we have one guy that we had a threesome. Well, we actually had a fivesome the one night at the club, but he met us at the club. He was nice looking, and I kind of get anxiety because we do still go to lifestyle clubs. I enjoy it for the cost to get into the club. Sometimes it's just about me and my husband. We go there, we watch people. It's a turn on for us, and then we go home and have great sex. A lot of times we don't even have sex at the club, but we did meet a single guy a couple weeks ago. Ended up having a threesome with him. He's definitely... I'm using that word professional in the threesome category because he knew what his role is. He didn't overcross any boundaries. We didn't have to discuss any rules. He understood everything. It was a hot night. So then we met him there again, actually last week. And the at the lifestyle club that we go to, the private rooms have like a tinted window where you can look into the other rooms. And there was a really hot couple in there having sex. We were having a threesome. All of a sudden I look up, she's getting done from behind by her guy and they're watching us through the window it's like in my you know come drunk state i was like oh they're really hot wave them over <laughs> so we wave them over and all of a sudden they exit the room and we're like oh my gosh they're really coming over and so then we hear them knocking on the room next to us they're rock knocking on the room door so my husband opens the door and he says hey you guys were over here they come in they were in i would say maybe middle 30s absolutely gorgeous he was huge they huge everything yeah. huge cock huge body like like a six five football player body she was like a stripper body like a blonde like just absolutely gorgeous and i'm like we are now in this private room me my husband a single guy and this drop dead gorgeous couple and we're all fooling around together and it was crazy and then I, she starts telling him, fuck her, fuck her. They didn't speak English very well, but there's some things that are universal. Yeah. <laughs> so she starts saying, fuck her, fuck her. And then he, his cock was so large, he could hardly get a Magnum condom on it. Wow. He starts fucking me as she's straddling my face. My husband and the single guy are kind of standing behind him. And the single guy goes to my husband, is she okay? And he goes, yeah, I think she's okay. Why? And he goes, that guy's awfully large. He goes, she seems like she's okay. And it's just the whole, that was so erotic. That's something that, and I think like that is also kind of like a gang bang, but I think because it was so spontaneous and so hot, it was so much better than the thing that we tried planning at the hotel. Right. I think when you try planning something, there's too much anxiety built up and you can't relax as much. You kind of just have to go with the flow and go with the moment, maybe. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. And you could probably wind up finding more guys at the swingers club in one night than you wound up wrangling to the gangbang it's hard I think to put that kind of thing together off-site that and that's why I yeah. think swingers clubs and swingers parties are so much easier you'll hear Ed and Phoebe talking about the fact that they never really went on the apps to go meet couples and people because they just found that it was just so much easier to find someone that they were interested in at a swingers party or a club because there's more choices so you it's kind of like you could pick and choose whereas if you're on the apps and you're weeding through so much and you can't really get a vibe of somebody. So it's, I think it's hard offsite to set up a gangbang. You're more likely to be into it. And it makes sense that you are more successful and more horny for what took place at the club. Right. Right. And I think the club is hard too. Some nights we go there and it's definitely an older crowd. Some nights we go there and it's a creepy crowd. Some <laughs> nights we go there and we're like, wow, I've never seen so many hot people in one room. I mean, maybe that has to take and play with, you know, 
how come drunk we are, maybe? We visualize people differently. I don't I know. I think that's any bar. When I went out drinking in regular bars that weren't even swingers clubs, you know, you'd go out every night looking to pick up people and meet guys, hot guys, and some, you know, you could go five nights and it's all no one attractive. And then one night it's like the best night. I just think that that's just anywhere is like that, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And in the, the swingers club to us, they play great music. Better than a normal nightclub, you know, you bring your own bottle. It ends up being, like I said, some nights we don't do anything. We just sit there and people watch and we can connect and talk. And some nights we go in the back and we have crazy spontaneous things. Or some nights we go in the back room and we just have sex with each other and leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like we'll start to have sex and I'll, I'll tell them, don't come, don't come. We're going to finish this at home, you know. Because oh, yeah, I do find sometimes you can't fully relax. And it's funny because, you know, you bring your bottle home, it has a number on it. So my kids are always like, why does a bottle have a number on it? We're like, oh, we went to a house party and they had a bartender and we picked a number so that we could tell them instead of putting a name on a bottle, we put it in there like, okay. And then they just walk away. Oh my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. My oldest, is, my oldest is a girl. And sometimes she'll be like, where are you going dressed like that? <laughs> hilarious. I don't know how many times we can go to tap 42. Or go to tap yeah. 42. Whatever you're using as the words. That's so funny. <laughs> They have no idea. Would you they, say that no, this is all? No would you say that this is all attributed to the HRT that you most likely wouldn't have gone down this path? I mean, you were probably going down more the path of like what is more typical when, when people get into their fifties. A lot of the time, where just you know your sex life, you just get farther and farther away from it, and then you get to the point where, like a lot of my callers, the ones who are cheating and stuff, are you know talking about how they haven't had sex in so long, you know. But you guys, it sounds like yeah, you were. I, going more towards that and then the hormones just got you right back on track i think so i honestly think and i don't like i said think just because someone does hrt they're going to want to do be hot wife and they're going to have threesomes and doing gangbangs right. i think maybe our mental state was always been there since we were totally yeah and i think that that enhanced it uh -huh. i think also seeing a couple our age not happy realizing we don't want to be that couple we're uh -huh. still very much into each other yeah I know the guys at work he's my husband you know they're like well, how do you want to go like they want to take him out for drinks after work and he was like no I'm gonna go home me and my wife are gonna go work out and you know have dinner or whatever and they're like why do you want to be with your wife all the time he's like listen I'll go out with you for drinks but she's gonna give me a blowjob in the car and I can't get a blowjob from you in the car you know so like we've always had <laughs> yeah we've always had a very connected sexual relationship but I definitely think that we were falling into we've been together a long time yeah. it's normal to have sex once or twice a month you know and since then now he'll tell little stories to his friends and his friends at work obviously not all the stories because that's our lifestyle private life and we would never yeah. bring that into our normal life because yeah. you know we're this couple that met at a high school football game when we were 15 and we got three kids and a white fence and these are things that even the neighbors would be like shocked they just wouldn't believe it even if anything they'd be like there's no way yeah there's no, no way that's, Kelly's like that that's the whole point of I my show outside all the time with the, yeah but you know it's our hidden little dirty secret and I yeah. like that about ourselves and I become the reserved one at work and my other friend who has a you know co-worker who hasn't had sex in seven years they think she's the wilder one I'm like hmm, if they only know but I don't need to prove anything to them yeah. I don't need to tell anyone my secrets or anything but he has talked a little bit more openly than I have to people he's worked with only about our own sex life. Mm -hmm. And he had a friend at work. They're a little bit older. She's in her late fifties. And he kept telling him his wife, sex was very, very painful for her. She was getting arthritis in her hands. Um, she had very bad vaginal dryness where she told him it felt like she had glass inside her private area yeah. when they had sex and even lube wasn't helping that. 
And she, we gave them our doctor's information. We have nothing to gain if they use our doctor. Yeah. I just feel like I want everyone to have sex like we have sex now, you know? Yeah. So he gave them information. They went. It took about nine months. It was almost her third pellet where it actually kicked in. But she was menopausal. Where yeah, I had that's gone different. You were in menopausal, why, yeah. Right. It only took three weeks for us. And I think for her, it took longer they have like a big lifted pickup truck and they could never go out to dinner in his truck because she couldn't get in and out of it. Her knees, in addition to her now chasing him around the house, wanting sex, he now just went around the holidays for his first pellet because he couldn't, he was pretending he was sleeping. She was sending him messages from the bedroom, letting, you know, (laughs) Hey, I put this on for you. Forget the football game. Come meet me in my bed. I'm lonely. And, He'd be like, oh, I didn't get the message till the morning. I fell asleep watching the football game because he said he couldn't have sex anymore. But she also told him, like, it doesn't hurt my knees to get up into the pickup truck. So it has other benefits. For sure. But it took her nine months because she was so far into the menopause. And I think he told my husband they don't need lube anymore and it's not painful for them to have sex. And he's like, I think we're having more sex now than we did in our 40s. Yeah, And maybe she started menopause early, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. No, and I know and that then, when that guy was, another... no, I, I was going to say when that guy was on talking about HRT, he was saying that, you know, a guy, even for guys that they could take Viagra, it's going to get their dick hard, but replacing hormones that are being lost or dwindling, you know, is not just going to change your sex drive. It's going to change a lot of things because your hormones are Everything. related to so much of what's going on in your body. So it's not just going so to change your, your sex drive. Maybe. It's going to, like you said, make you less tired. Women that are menopause, less crabby. A lot of things. Like that woman, she could, her knees yeah. don't hurt. Yeah. And I think a lot of couples, um, as they get into the 50s age group, what they read is what is the norm is, you know, maybe having sex once a month or, you know, maybe waking up still groggy or, you know, their hands are start hurting and it's okay. And like, I was like, why is it okay if you can take something to make it yeah. that not feel that way? Yeah. Why can't I still have a lot of energy at three, five in the afternoon? You know, why can't we have sex at night and then wake up in the morning and have sex again before we go to work? Or, you know, if we don't have time, normal to masturbate because I want to, you know, I want that sneeze to be satisfied. <laughs> yeah. You want to scratch that fucking itch. And just so you know, a sneeze is, that's is that itch. and I just so you know, the reason why you attribute, like you make the reference to a sneeze, a sneeze is because I used to be like, oh, when I'm trying to sneeze and the buildup to a sneeze and then sneezing it kind of feels like a mini orgasm. I don't know why. And then I Googled <laughs> it. And just so you know, the most like closest thing, thing to an orgasm is a sneeze, like every part of like your nerve endings are being hit. I don't know. There was something when I Googled that there is a, a correlation between an orgasm and a sneeze. So it is a great thing for you to pick to make uh, the comparison. <laughs> yes. It's very. Yeah, and Google University doesn't lie. Yes. I go there too. So do you. All right. Listen, I have pics of you guys so people could see how fucking good you look. We didn't, no offense what your, your guy's name is. We didn't need you on this call. You did a great job at telling the story and sticking on track and doing your thing and your episode will very soon probably not because this Monday I have Ed and Phoebe I'm probably going to put it on the Monday after that Good. and I hope I hope it'll you know change people's minds towards the pellet or interested in it you know it's yeah I'm going on those fucking pellets from all you people in your stories like <laughs> I'm cutting off my other hormones and going on. You the can pellets. become drunk too. Yes, exactly. I want to become drunk. I'm jealous listening to you. But anyway, thank you, Kelly. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you, Kathy. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. 
Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.